Welcome to the Design Your Dream Your podcast, a place where we discuss all things mindset, manifestation, self-healing, and development to help you create your most fulfilling, freeing, fun, and abundant life possible. It is your host, Allison, coming to you from her ultra-luxurious podcasting studio, aka my car. And to make it even more luxurious, it is a 22-year-old car because my car is a 2001 Honda Accord. And you know what? I'm not knocking it because I love Hondas and it's a super reliable car. I've had it forever and it has never given me a single problem. Knock on something. Here I go. Knock on something. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm all about the old car. As long as it gets me from point A to point B and it's reliable, I just don't care about cars. But anyway, I am coming to you from the car because my husband also works from home and he is doing a bunch of meetings today and I could definitely hear him in the background. And not only that, but I have a rather, <clears throat> let's just say I have a voice that carries. And so even if I were to not hear him in the background of my recording, he would definitely be hearing me. So here I am in the car. And to make it even better, I am wearing my pink robe over my clothes because it's chilly and I don't know why I chose a robe over my coat probably because my robe like also provides a layer over my pants it's like a blanket but just like our neighbor across the street is usually gone all day but he is home today and I'm just thinking how funny it would be if he saw me walk out to my car wearing my robe over my clothes with my laptop or like if a neighbor were to walk by and notice that I'm just sitting in my car wearing my robe with a laptop and talking like <laughs> oh, I would just be hilarious but honestly I really don't give two poops about that if you follow me on Instagram which by the way hello you totally should I'm at design your dream year I post there every single day and by every single day I'm basically posting Monday through Friday but today literally just today I posted a reel where I'm like wearing my workout clothes and I'm standing in front of a mirror kind of looking at my body and the text says uh, the best kind of weight to lose, dot, dot, dot. And then I turn around and I'm like, is the weight of people's opinions? Because honestly, who has time and energy to spend worrying or caring about what other people think? It's just like, ah, you know, who cares? People are always going to have their opinions. People are always going to judge you no matter what you do or don't do. And also, I think we think that people think about us more than they're actually doing. Like everyone is so involved in their own world that even if they were to be like, oh, what's that lady doing in her robe sitting in the car talking? They're going to think about that for two seconds and then they're going to move on because they've got their own stuff that they're, you know, thinking about. So anyway, wow, that was a whole tangent. I am going to get back on topic, uh, which is I wanted to share five things that I am doing to end this year, the year 2023, ultra strong and to start 2024 even stronger. And 
I'm excited to share these things because these are things that I have done the previous couple of years that have really made the difference for me. Um, I don't know if you can relate, but there have been many times in the past where I have essentially thrown December in the trash and I have just felt really stressed and pressured that like whole last one to two months of the year. So like, I mean, what I mean by throwing December in trash is like, basically I will throw any goals I had in the trash because I sort of would have this like all or nothing mindset of like, well, you know, if I, if I know for a fact, I'm not going to be able to achieve this goal why bother, you know, working towards it anymore or doing anything for it? I'm just going to wait until the new year for that fresh start. Or if I wanted to, you know, eat healthy, more healthy and more intentional, I might just be like, well, you know, we're at the end of the year and I'm just going to eat whatever I want for like the whole next month, knowing that that I can just get a fresh start in January or whatever it is. I basically would go into the end of the year with this all or nothing mentality, which is not, in my opinion, the healthiest. And I would just kind of throw everything out the window and, you know, all on the excuse of, well, there's always next year. And not only that, but I would find myself almost dreading the, especially December, but even like the end of November, because I would put so much stress and pressure on myself in regards to the holidays to the point where like I didn't I was I was at the point where I wasn't even enjoying Christmas anymore like I was actually dreading Christmas in fact in 2020 I had hit my like ultimate Scrooge moment I was at my apartment by myself on Christmas Eve and Christmas And I did not even put up a Christmas tree. And if you know me, like if you knew me, you would know that for the most part of my life, I am the person who loves being festive and cheerful and I love to decorate. But like I said, kind of like 2018, 2019, 2020, I began to feel more stressed than I did festive to the point where I really didn't enjoy it anymore. And that was sort of like a wake up moment in 2020 where I was like, okay, I don't like this. I want to enjoy this time of year. This needs to change. And so that was sort of like my wake up call of like next year, I need to make some changes so that I'm not here again. So maybe you can relate to that too. I don't know. Either way, either way, whether you do or you don't relate to either of those things, Hopefully this episode will provide you with some ideas of how you too can end the year with a bang and to really start the next 12 months with a lot of momentum. But first, before we dive in, two quick things. If you have not heard or seen it yet, my Design Your Dream Your Playbook is here. Oh, this is my brand new physical product, which is a step-by-step manifestation guide, workbook, journal, and planner all rolled into one to help you achieve your 2024 goals with ease and confidence as you live out your absolute 
best year yet. And it is dateless and it covers the entire 12 months. So no, you do not need to buy a new one every single quarter. I felt like, and one of the reasons why I wanted to create this was because every sort of planner or tool that I was finding along the lines of what I wanted were like 90 day books. And I just, I, I, I'm just, I wanted something for the whole year. I want it all in one book. I want it simple. I don't want to have to have four different books for the year. So that was one thing. And then of course, making it dateless was another, because that is a huge other pet peeve of mine of like, I hate dated books because then if you don't start it at the exact right time, then you waste dates and who wants to waste the pages and by dates, I meant pages. So anyway, the playbook is here and it walks you through a scientifically backed and proven three-step manifestation process for achieving your dreams and your goals by harnessing the power of intention, inspired action, universal laws, and your subconscious mind. It's the same exact process that I have used year after year after year to continually hit the goals that are important to me and honestly to just enjoy my life more. It's about being intentional in your day-to-day and it is ultra durable with a a luxurious hardcover. It's got double metal spiral binding. It's got a satin bookmark. It's got colorful tabs. It's got hand-drawn illustrations by yours truly, and I would absolutely love to get your hands on it. So, And it also comes with a workshop. I am creating a brand new, never seen before, design your dream year workshop to go along with the playbook to get you super inspired for the next 12 months and to walk you through exactly how to make the next year the best dadgum year yet. And this would make the perfect holiday gift for yourself or even a loved one. Like instead of giving them the same old stuff like clothes or electronics or random knickknacks or whatever else is the common Christmas gift these days, um, get them or you something that will make a huge positive impact on their life or your life for years to come. And there is a limited quantity available at the time of this recording. There are still some left, um, but there is a limited quantity. So get one while you still can. And then the second thing before we dive in, if you haven't taken a moment to rate interview my podcast and you enjoy the show, you want me to keep putting out episodes please, please, pretty please with sprinkles on top. I would appreciate it so much if you would just take 10 seconds and that's literally how long it takes to just quickly rate and review this podcast because that is what tells the algorithm to actually show my show to people and therefore to get it into the ears of the people who need this inspiration or, you know, whatever it is. So I would greatly appreciate it. It takes two seconds on Apple Podcasts. Just scroll down to where it says rating reviews, tap the stars, and then leave a sentence about why you enjoy the show. Plus, it would absolutely make my day. I read every single one of the reviews and they mean so, 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 so much. Okay, so let's talk about five things that I am doing and that you can do too if you so choose in order to end 2023, or if you are listening to this in the future, whatever year we're in, because this will apply to any year, uh, that you can do to end the year strong and to start 2024 even stronger. 
So the first thing is don't give up on this year's goals just yet. Remember how I said that I used to just throw December in the trash? Well, this is where that's coming from. Before you decide to scrap those New Year's resolutions or the goals that you had set, or maybe you're just like, eh, I'll do that next year. Remember that you still have time to either take a step towards that goal or to keep working on it. If you're listening to this podcast episode the day or the week that it comes out, we still have over a month left. We are in just past mid-November, so there's still a good five to six weeks of the year left. That's like over one-twelfth of the year. And also, goals don't need to be bound by a specific year. Like if you haven't achieved something you wanted to do yet, instead of putting it on hold for another month, you know, waiting to do the whole fresh start thing, and I am talking to myself here. <laughs> oh, I'll just do it, uh, you know, I'll wait till next year when I have a fresh start. Start working on that goal now because it is better late than never. And even if you only get 1% better or just one step closer in these last few weeks of the year, you're already going into the new year with some improvement and progress. And you're going to be going into the new year with some momentum. And just a little side note here, don't get discouraged if something that you wanted to manifest this year hasn't manifested yet. You may have heard the old saying the universe often works in the 11th hour, and it is so true because oftentimes it can seem like nothing is changing or happening, <laughs> like maybe months and months have been going by and you don't see any physical evidence that what you're wanting to manifest is actually manifesting. But in fact, everything is changing underneath the surface. Depending on the goal, um, you know, that you're intending to manifest, sometimes it can take a little or a lot of rearranging. And by rearranging, I'm talking about things like people and opportunities and resources that need to be arranged in order to manifest your goals or goal. You know, there is a whole lineup of pieces that need to be put together. There are synchronicities that are required in order to, you know, fall into place. So keep that in mind. Uh, things are shifting underneath the surface. Like 90% of the changes is happening underneath the surface. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, then it suddenly pops into your physical reality in the final hour or in that final, you know, whatever percent, 10%. So keep that in mind. Don't give up on this year's goals just yet. But with that in mind, that leads me to the second thing that I'm doing to end 2023 strong and to start 2024 even stronger. And that is picking and choosing just one goal to focus on for the remainder of the year. Because you know what's a recipe for overwhelm and frustration? Trying to focus on like five different goals in the final month of the year on top of the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, which we are definitely going to be talking about the bustle of the holiday season here in a moment. So 
you know, instead of spreading your time and energy thin across multiple goals and basically making little to no progress on any one of them, I am choosing and would encourage you to also choose just one of your goals to go all in for for the remainder of the year. And if you're having a hard time choosing which goal, then take a moment to just imagine that it is December 31st. You are sitting on your couch, you're relaxing, favorite beverage in hand, you're next to a cozy fire or whatever type of environment you find ultra enjoyable, and you feel amazing. You feel so grateful and so freaking proud of yourself. Why? Because you dot, dot, dot. And then what's the goal that came to mind when you thought that? What is the one goal that if you could achieve it or even just start it before the end of the year would feel so freaking good? Choose that goal and take step towards it. Take steps towards it right now. So for me, for this example, I actually chose the goal of finally launching my Design Your Dream Your Playbook, which I shared with you at the beginning of this episode, which I actually just accomplished because for me, that had been a goal that was on my list of things that I wanted to create for literal years. And then every single year I would put it off and put it off. Oh, I'll do do that once we get towards, you know, a little closer to the end of the year. And then we would get closer to the end of the year. And then I'd be like, oh, well, I don't really have time now. I'll just do some other things. And then inevitably it would get pushed off and I would never do it. And this pattern continued for years. So I did this and I put all of my effort into this one goal because I knew if I went another year without actually creating this thing, then I would feel disappointed because it's something that's been, it had been on my heart for so long. And yeah, I had other things that I wanted to get done. But when I got really honest with myself and I looked at my list of things that I would wanted, I was like, if I could only choose one of these, then this would be it. And I went all in on it and bam, it is done and it feels freaking incredible. (laughs) So then the third thing that I'm doing to end 2023 strong and to start 2024 even stronger is being intentional about creating a stress-free and calm holiday season. Because as I explained at the beginning of this episode, up until a couple years ago, I had started really dreading December. I always felt stressed, stressed about Christmas shopping and finding everyone the perfect gift and stressed about trying to visit everyone. And oh my gosh, I want to do this. And oh my gosh, there's so many gatherings. And oh my gosh, there's so much going on to the point where, like I said, in 2020, I didn't even put up a Christmas tree, which for me is a major humbug move because I am usually super festive, love decorating. Now I will say as a little side note, um, that year I spent the year alone because of COVID and my family was uh, somewhere else and my partner, my ex-boyfriend at the time was with him, his family. There was a whole thing. So (laughs) it was definitely a weird experience. It is the one and only Christmas I've ever spent alone. But you know what? 
I actually found beauty in that. I, I found beauty in just being by myself. It offered me a completely new experience, a totally different perspective. Um, and yeah, so whether that is you or, you know, whether you're spending it alone, intend to spend it alone, um, maybe you're spending it with friends or family. Um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. Hopefully these tips will help you to create less stress and more calm. So after I had my Scrooge moment of 2020, like I said, I was like, I don't want this to be the move going forward. I don't want to, you know, feel like I'm dreading a holiday that I really used to love. And just in general, you know, like Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and New Year's, the whole thing basically end of November through the end of December, I just kind of was dreading and that made me sad. So I took steps to address that. And not only that, but like at the end of the year, I would feel totally wiped out and exhausted. And that is not how I want to roll into the new year. I want to roll into the new year feeling rested and rejuvenated and inspired. And on top of that, I want to actually enjoy the holiday season. So the way that I've done that is by getting clear on specific ways that I can be intentional about creating a more stress-free, enjoyable, and calm holiday season. And obviously the things that go, you know, the things that I, uh, that, that go into that will vary person to person. So like, something that I do may not work for you, but I'll share some of the things that I've done the last two years that have made all the difference. Um, Maybe you could try one yourself if it resonates, or maybe it will spark some ideas of things that you would come up with uh, just to like give you some examples. So there are three main things that I can think of that I have done that have made all the difference these last two years. And the first thing is I do not buy Christmas presents for anyone anymore except a little something for my husband. And this is because I used to, for the majority of my life, my love language was gift giving. And for one, that has shifted. <laughs> my new, my, my, now my love language is words of affirmations and quality time. But like for the most of my life, I loved giving gifts. I loved making gifts. I loved coming up with ideas for gifts. I enjoyed shopping for gifts. But then as the years rolled on in the last, you know, leading up until 2020, those last five years, especially, I found myself feeling more and more pressured to not just buy everyone a gift, but to like buy or make the perfect gift. Like I didn't want to just get something generic. I wanted to get something that was thoughtful, that had meaning, that was special, that they would love. And all of this pressure, uh, needless to say, uh, eventually got to me and I began to find it stressful And then I would begin to find myself waiting until the last minute because I would be busy with other things. And then here I would be one of those people. It's now a day or two before Christmas Eve and I'm out stressing about stress shopping, trying to find something for everyone. And I just didn't enjoy that anymore. And 
Not only that, but also basically since 2020, I've become somewhat of a minimalist and I've shared on this podcast before about how I basically starting in 2020 went through a huge decluttering process where I got rid of like 75% of my stuff. Oh my God, it was the most freeing, amazing thing ever. But now I'm very, I want to be very intentional with what I buy and what I bring into my home and I want to be you know, intentional about what I'm giving to someone else. And yeah, it would always be my hope that they love what I give them. But I know that I have received presents before where even though I really appreciated the thought, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? This is one more thing that I don't really want, but now I feel like I should keep because they gave it to me, but I just want to give it away. And it ended up creating stress. So all this to say, Christmas shopping was stressing me out. And so I made the choice not to buy presents anymore. And my version of gift giving that I do now is I will either make food to gift someone like cookies, or I will have an experience with the person I want to give a gift to. So like last year, for example, I did not get gifts for anyone in my family except for my husband. But what I did do was I threw a fun little festive get together at my house for my immediate family members where we came together, we played games, we ate yummy food, and it was really fun. And that was my Christmas present to them. And of course, I told everyone like when I made this decision a couple years ago, like, hey, y'all, like, just so you know, I'm not doing presents. um, So don't please don't feel like you have to get me anything. So it's a known thing. But it has relieved so much stress. And, you know, of course, if I see something in a store that sticks out to me and I'm like, oh oh my gosh, that would be like perfect for so-and-so. I have to get it for them. And I genuinely want to, then I'll get it. Like, I think I did that with one friend last year, but overall I have stopped shopping. And, you know, if shopping stresses you out, maybe you could consider this or consider buying less, for example, like maybe instead of giving gifts to your family and a bunch of friends. And if you have a partner, your partner's family, maybe you could just condense it down to immediate family or do a thing where you do like a, a gift exchange where every person in your family gets a gift for like you all draw a person. So you're only getting one gift. Or if you have kids, you know, could you get them less, like still get them something, but get them something, you know, one key thing that they're really going to love and use for years to come. Just something to think about. The second thing that I've been doing is not pressuring myself to quote unquote, have to visit everyone. I know that for me, the holidays have always been sort of this time where uh, and and I feel like this is sort of just as a whole, at least in the U.S., but I'm sure this is in other places, too, of where, like, you you go to parties, you visit families, you visit, spend time with relatives. It's a time of coming together. But what was happening for me was I found myself being stressed out by the fact that I was having not one, not two, but, like, three different Christmas celebrations, uh, feeling this pressure to quote unquote 
have to alternate years where one year we're spending Christmas with my family and the next year we're spending Christmas with my partner's family and then back to my family the next year and back to his family the next year. And maybe we're also going to have a day on Christmas where we're going to go to two family gatherings. So we're going to spend Christmas morning with you and then we're going to drive and then we're going to spend Christmas the second half of Christmas day with this family. And I know that it probably works for some, but that was not enjoyable to me. And the more years that went on, I was just like, I do not enjoy this. Like, I love my family, but I don't want to have this pressure where I feel like I have to see everyone. And so I released myself from that pressure. And that kind of leads me to the third thing that I did that really made all the difference was that I gave myself permission to create the type of holiday that I wanted to have. So for the last two years, my husband and I have spent Christmas together by ourselves at our home. And we basically just spend Christmas Eve and Christmas watching movies, playing games, eating yummy food, connecting, getting all cozy, relaxing, putting together puzzles. And they have been some of the most enjoyable, relaxing, stress-free, simple Christmases that I have ever had. And it felt great. And again, I love my family, but up until two years ago, and P.S., I just turned 40, you know, like, I'm getting old. Up until two years ago, I had always put the stress of, I have to spend Christmas with my entire family or they're going to be sad. And there were some years where it's like, I didn't feel like making the drive or maybe I wanted to do something different, but I did it because I quote unquote felt like I should. And so I really released myself from that pressure. I gave myself permission to create the type of holiday that I wanted. And it has been an absolute game changer. Now for this year, I am in the middle of reading a book that I am loving so far called A Calm Christmas and a Happy New Year, a little book of festive joy by Uh, what's her name? I have to look really quick by Beth Kimpton. And it is giving me all sorts of amazing ideas. And I won't go into it all because, well, for starters, I haven't read the entire book yet. I'm still on the first of three sections. Plus, you should definitely get the book and give it a read. Um, And by the way, the book is relatable and applicable, whether you're religious or not. But in the book, uh, at the beginning, the author basically walks you through how to get clarity on the elements and essence of what is important to you during the holidays. So like whether it is your religion or faith, the feeling of magic and wonder, uh, connection to others, um, you know, celebrating traditions and your heritage or, you know, going crazy with the present buying thing. She kind of walks you through each of the different elements and so that you can get clear on, well, what are the aspects that are important to me? What do I want to experience? What do I focus on? And also, what do I not care about? And then how to focus on that and bring what is actually important to you into your season. So to help you get started with this, 
you know, a simple thing that you could do is just make a list of all the things that stress you out or that make you feel pressured, make you feel pressured about the holidays. So just make a list. And this is literally what I did in 2020 when I had my Scrooge moment. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to live and die as Scrooge. I want to find my inner, um, uh, what's the festive character in, uh, now I'm getting on a tangent. Oh, I can't even, a Christmas Carol for a second. I couldn't even remember the name of the story. I don't want to be Scrooge. I want to be his nephew. Does the nephew even have a name? I can't even remember. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I digress. Make a list of all the things that stress you out or that make you feel pressured about the holidays and then ask yourself for each thing, do I have to do this? And if not, can you like not do it all together? Like with me and the present buying thing, um, or I, I, well, I will reword what I said. I don't give gifts, but I do like to give experiences like my family Christmas party last year, for example. But anyway, uh, do I have to do this? And if you don't, can you not do it all together or ask yourself, how can I make this as stress-free and enjoyable as possible? So that would be like my gift giving example. I tweaked it to make it enjoyable because for me, I love hosting parties. I love hosting get togethers. So like for me, the thought of going to a mall or like having to pick out a bunch of physical items for people, I did no longer enjoy it. It stressed me the F out, but I love hosting get togethers. So for me, giving that experience as a gift is actually really enjoyable, but that might not be enjoyable for others. For some people, maybe that's you. Maybe the thought of hosting a get together is actually stressful. So that wouldn't work for you. But my point is, is that really just take a moment to get honest with yourself. Do you have to do the thing? Can you not do it at all? Or what can you do to tweak it so that it's more enjoyable and give yourself permission to say no? to not just do things just because you feel like you should. And then the fourth thing that I am doing to end 2023 strong and to start 2024 even stronger is decluttering something. Now, I'm not going to Babylon about this one too much because it's pretty self-explanatory and I've talked about decluttering before in many other podcast episodes. In fact, I think I have an entire episode just on decluttering, Um, but clutter can and does affect our anxiety levels, our ability to focus, our attention spans, how inspired we feel or don't feel. Even if we don't consciously think so, it is happening on the subconscious level. So it is always beneficial to have a little less clutter in our lives. You know, clearing out your space and getting rid of unused items around the house, like things you don't need anymore, maybe you don't use anymore, or maybe you don't even like it anymore. That is a great way to ring in the new year. So I encourage you to have a quick look around and just notice if there is something that stresses you out a little bit. Maybe it's just a you know, a corner of your office that's just filled with a stack of papers you know you need to organize or shred. Um, or maybe it's that one drawer in your house that's filled with junk, whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe you have something that you've been meaning to get rid of, but you just haven't. Or maybe it's just something you don't even care about. Like 
Maybe you have a picture on your wall that you don't even really like anymore. Get rid of it and make room for something that you do love. And then finally, the fifth thing that I am doing to end 2023 strong and to start 2024 even stronger is spending time in between Christmas and New Year's to do my end of year reflection, dreaming, planning, and goal setting for the next 12 months. If you know me, you know I am obsessed with dreaming and planning and goal setting. That's why I created the Design Your Dream Your Playbook. Like, I love this time of year. And this is so important. And while I absolutely love, like I said, the dreaming and the planning and the goal setting part, the reflection part is important to do first. I like to compare the importance of doing this to painting. Like, let's say you are an artist and you're about to create a brand new masterpiece. So you get out your canvas and it's already covered in crap. There's crap all over it. There's paint all over it. There's a complete painting on it, in fact. Well, it's going to be a little bit hard for you to create your brand new masterpiece on top of the old one. And that's what I feel about reflecting. If you don't take the time to look back and see what worked, see what didn't, get the important lessons out of it, you're going to be going into the near new year with not just lacking clarity around some things, but also probably holding on to things that you do not need to be holding on to. So in order to learn important lessons so that we don't have to repeat them, because yes, the universe gives us lessons. And if we do not learn it, it will keep continuing to repeat itself and repeat itself and get larger and more annoying every time until we do. (laughs) So in order to learn the important lessons and to build on what is working and to let go of what is not and to start the new year with a fresh mindset, this step is crucial. So like I like to think about, you know, what all went down this year. I write down my biggest accomplishments, what I'm the most proud of, my favorite memories and my favorite moments. I also like to ask myself what things didn't work out or didn't work well and why. What lessons did I learn? What do I want to be doing differently next year? What do I want to bring into the new year and do more of? What do I want to do less of or completely let go of? Sometimes we need to take a step back from our just everyday lives just to pause and reflect because life happens so freaking quickly. Like I'm sitting here in my car in the robe and wondering how we're already almost to an end of 2023. Like I don't know where the time went. Life happens so fast and when we don't intentionally take the time to reflect We're not really giving ourselves the opportunity to assess if we're headed in the right direction, right? You know, a direction that we actually want to be headed in, or if we're just sort of caught going through the motions on autopilot. And then, of course, when I'm done doing my end of year reflections, I spend some time getting ultra intentional about what I would like to manifest and, you know, what 
feelings and experiences I would like to have over the next 12 months uh, by doing some good old dreaming and scheming and goal setting and planning, which by the way, if you would like the exact step-by-step process that I use every single year uh, for all of this, including the reflection part that we just talked about, that is exactly what is inside my Design Your Dream Year playbook. Or if you do not want a tangible playbook, um, I also walk you through this process inside of my new manifestation club, the Blissful Life Blueprint. I will link both of those down, uh, you know, down for you below in the show notes for, for you to check them out. But I really love to set aside a day or sometimes even a few days to do this. And I make sure to be ultra intentional about making the environment that I'm doing it in as inspiring as possible. Whether it's going to a coffee shop that I love the vibes of, whether it's going on vacation or even a staycation to somewhere that inspires me, um, or even just, you know, setting the scene at home turning on some relaxing music, lighting some candles, getting ultra cozy, having a delicious beverage in hand. I like to make it a whole thing. So following the whole reflection bit, you're likely going to discover areas in your life that you would like to change or do better in in the following year. So you want to get very specific and clear on, well, what do you want next year to be like? How do you want to feel? You know, get clear on the places you want to go, people that you want to see or don't see for that matter, uh, experiences you would like to have, the person you would like to become. Create a clear vision for the year that inspires and excites you. And then break that vision down into a few goals. And I always suggest three main goals which are then broken down into smaller stepping stone goals. Again, that whole process is inside the playbook or inside the Blissful Life Blueprint. If you want the exact step by step by step, there's a bunch of training videos that I walk you through it. But I always suggest setting no more than three main goals because three is a number that is small enough that it's not overwhelming. It's simple and your subconscious mind likes simple. And your subconscious mind is very important in this whole process because it is responsible for 90% of the reality that we create. And so I suggest, you know, taking your vision, getting really clear on your vision, turning it into three main goals that are directly in alignment with that, and then breaking those goals down into what I call little stepping stone goals so that your three main goals don't seem quite so overwhelming. But Set aside at least a day for this, preferably a day where you have the entire day so that you don't feel frantic or rushed. And obviously you want to do it in a time where you're not going to be interrupted every two seconds either, because it's really hard to like get in the flow of things if you're constantly being, uh, you know, interrupted. But honestly, this is one of my absolute favorite, favorite parts of the year. Okay, well, that was all five. So let's do a quickie recap of the five things that I'm doing and that you can, of course, do if you wish in order to end 2023 strong and to start 2024 even stronger. Number one, don't give up on this year's goals just yet. Number two, choose just one goal to focus on for the remainder of the year. 
Number three, be intentional about creating a stress-free and calm holiday season. Actually write down some specific ways that you can do this. Number four, declutter something. And then number five, set aside a chunk of time in between Christmas and New Year's to do some of, you know, the end of year reflection and dreaming and planning and goal setting for the next 12 months months. I hope that you found this helpful. Let me know if you try any of these things or let me know if there's something that you do in order to end your year strong or start your new year with a bang. I would seriously love, love, love to hear about it. Send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at design your dream year. I would genuinely love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and remember my friend, Every day you have the opportunity to intentionally cultivate the life of your dreams through your thoughts and your actions. You're a freaking powerful creator. So get out there and live your best daggum life. And I will see you in the next episode.